listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I was thinking about what we wanted to talk about this week and share about, and there's just something that has been really on my heart. I don't know how many of you are familiar with Sean Foyt, who started the Let Us Worship movement. And if you are familiar with Sean Foyt, I don't know if you realize that Sean Foyt just released a movie. Well, not just him. He and some friends that were connected to the cause released a movie called Super Spreader. Yes, it's sort of a satire title because he was called a super spreader for holding the events that he held, but he kind of adopted the name as a super spreader for Jesus, not spreading viruses, but spreading the love of God. But he put out this movie, Super Spreader, and it is a documentary based on his experience in the last two years doing these Let Us Worship events in the face of being told that they couldn't worship in church because of what was going on with COVID. So I went to the movie. The movie was really powerful. And at the very front end of the movie, there's a quote from the Bible from Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Here am I, Lord, send me. I saw that quote and (laughs) being the sap that I am, I got very emotional Because I realized that those of us who really dedicate our life to walking with God, that is the cry of our heart. Here I am, God, send me, use me in whatever way that you will. And some days that is not an easy thing to do. Sean Foyt knows firsthand what it is like to be in the war zone of that. Well, the world was shutting down and locking down and people weren't allowed to sing in church, people weren't allowed to meet together, and suicide rates were skyrocketing, and drug use was skyrocketing, he made a choice to defy the government officials and to go do events to bring people together so that people wouldn't feel so alone and so that people would know the love of Jesus. But the backlash that he faced in doing that was truly crazy. You know, the event in Nashville, they even traced everybody that attended. They did a trace to try to prove that the event had caused the virus to spread. And they did that in a whole bunch of places and they couldn't prove a single case of the virus from that event. No one that went got sick. So it's amazing how God works. But, you know, I was thinking a lot about his events even before I saw that movie. If you haven't seen it and you have the ability to go see it, I highly recommend seeing it. It's really powerful, and it just talks about the things that they faced just in doing these events to show people the love of God. But really, I started thinking about his events and some of the things that I have had the opportunity to be a part of or go to in the last two years. Because we face persecution and we face challenges and warfare on different levels depending on what we're called to in life, you know? And what we're really facing, well, Sean Foyt faced a lot because he was going all over the country and he was literally facing 
up, like having face-offs with government officials and sometimes even church leaders in different areas that hadn't been willing to defy the government officials by staying open. And by the way, this is not a political statement either way about that, just about what Sean did specifically. So he was in crazy warfare mode. I mean, he he and his family even have gotten death threats and things. I mean, that's really intense. But he was very, very seen by a lot of people in all different places in the country. And he was basically on the front lines. I mean, they were going and worshiping in some of the worst parts of the city with the highest crime rates where they were going a lot of the time. So obviously, he's dealt with a crazy amount of warfare. But you know, those of us who live, all of us deal with some warfare at some point or another in different ways. And if we serve the Lord, and we walk with God, it will come. It actually says in the Bible, Jesus said, I was persecuted and you will be persecuted for my sake. So it's expected. People will not just accept us everywhere. Some people will not understand. But, you know, he said to go and preach the gospel. And if people didn't receive you, to shake the dust of that place off your feet and keep going to preach the gospel somewhere else. The point is that we're supposed to spread the love of Jesus. And when I saw that quote from Isaiah during the movie, it really made me tear up. Because the last two years... I have always loved the Lord, but the last two years, God took me on a deep dive in partnering with him in a way that I have never experienced before. And I can truly say that God is the reason I am me. God is the reason that I am okay. God is my peace. And I could never stop speaking of his love. There is nothing that could keep me from speaking of the love of God. Because he is the reason that I am me, that I am alive, that I am okay, that I am healthy and safe and free. And with all of the things that I have faced in my life, he has truly been my healer and my peace. And with the world going through the things that it did in the last two years, God showed up for me in powerful ways and he had me show up with him in powerful ways. And as a result, I've been able to see some pretty amazing things in the last two years. So a couple of weeks ago now, I think it was one or two weeks ago, I actually, you know, had my own very small and subtle in comparison to Sean Foyt, but version of persecution, where I had posted a teaching that my friend shared that I thought was really great because a lot of people um, get confused between the difference in the prophetic gifting versus a prophet. I don't know if you knew this, but a prophetic gifting does not mean that someone's a prophet. In fact, every single believer has the ability to prophesy through the power of the Holy Spirit. But not every believer is a prophet. A prophet is actually not just a gift from the Holy Spirit. A prophet is a gift from Jesus. Jesus specifically calls a prophet and mantles them. And the prophet is the gift to the people, not just to edify and encourage, but also to correct where it need be. And it's a more governmental role. And trust me, not everyone would want to be called <laughs> to the office of a prophet. There's a lot that goes with that and a lot of warfare. But a friend had posted how to tell the difference in a prophetic gifting and a prophet and what the difference was. And I thought it was a great teaching because even those of us who have heard teachings on it, it can still somewhat be somewhat confusing. 
And this was just a graph where it laid it out. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I love the way this laid this out. And my friends would appreciate this too. So I shared it. Well, I shared it. And I end up getting a comment from someone who never comments on my stuff. And it basically was attacking me. I mean, really attacking me, saying that I thought I was so much higher than everyone else. And I'm like, this post isn't even about me. What? But, you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It wasn't supposed to make sense. This was not a human issue. This was a spiritual issue, clearly. So he said something about that. And then he said something about how if I am going to insist on sharing my opinions, then he will share his too. And he blasphemed God which always breaks my heart a little bit because, you know, I don't really like it when anyone does... I I don't like it when anyone does that for obvious reasons. I don't want anyone to blaspheme God, but honestly, my heart aches for them a little bit too because you don't want to bring that kind of judgment upon yourself, you know? When people start speaking in that way, I don't even really want to engage them in conversation because they're already on a track that's a spiritual track in the wrong direction, and I don't... If I'm not in person to actually help them, pray for them, deal with whatever manifestations going on, I am not going to tempt that because I don't want them to continue condemning themselves, you know? But the last thing that he said was, don't you realize that by posting the things that you do about Jesus, you look crazy? Don't you realize that you look crazy to people and that people will think you're crazy? And I was just like, you know what? Not only am I not going to respond to this, I'm not going to delete the comment. I have no reason to. Maybe my friends that see it will pray for this man when they see this comment. But I kind of laughed to myself because, you know what? I saw that and I thought, well, geez, if people think I'm crazy because I love Jesus, I would rather be totally crazy for Jesus than seemingly sane without him. Because my sanity comes from the Lord. The reason I have stability is because of God. So I'd much rather look totally crazy for Jesus than look sane without him any day. And the following weekend, I was doing Food and Falsetto, which is a little show I do on Sundays. I usually cook and then sing some worship. Sometimes we just worship. But I was doing Food and Falsetto, and I just felt led to sing the song, Too Good to Not Believe. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that song, but in the bridge, it sings about all of the things that they have seen, these miracles that they've seen. They've seen, and and you sing, I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen broken bodies healed. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen real life resurrection. I've seen mental health restored. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. And it goes on to say, you know, I've seen families reunited and prodigals return. I've seen addicts delivered and finally free. And it's this whole list of things. And you know what? I was singing it and I was singing it. And all I could think was, I really genuinely have seen most of these things. Not all of them, personally, with my own eyes. Some of them I have friends that experienced it, but I wasn't there when it happened. But in the last two years, and even before that, I have genuinely experienced miracles in my life. And not just in my own life, but I have seen miracles happen for other people in the most profound and incredible ways. And I have seen more miracles 
in the last two years than I have ever seen in my life. And I just felt like we were supposed to talk about that this week because there will be persecution and there will be a group of people that say it doesn't matter what they say or what they do. I will still stand up for God because I know who he is. And that day I sang those verses and that bridge and I just had to stop and pray. And I had to tell everyone, you know, I have genuinely seen a lot of these miracles and I am crazy for Jesus any day and I don't care who knows it. I'd rather be crazy for Jesus than ever look sane without him because I don't ever want to live without Jesus and his love and his power in my life and the lives of those around me. Because when you know the goodness of God, you cannot deny him. And it doesn't mean that we won't walk through hardship, but in the midst of the hardship, we still see the goodness of God. Nothing about the last two years has been easy. There's been a lot of warfare. There's been a lot of heartache. There's been a lot of trauma collectively for the world. And, you know, I've dealt with heartache over things as have friends of mine. But in the midst of that, God has been so present. He has been an ever-present help in trouble. And I have always been okay because he was with me, guiding me, speaking to me, and loving on me the entire time. My hope is not in people. It is in the Lord, our God, the one true God only. And, you know, we talk about testimonies on this podcast because I believe that when we share testimonies, we give other people hope for the same things. And you know, it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When we share our testimonies, we are prophesying, God, do it again. So I know those of you who have followed me from the beginning know that I had a dear friend who was a prodigal and for five years, she was an addict on the streets and I didn't even know if she was alive. For five years, I had no contact. I had no idea if she was alive. But I kept praying, and in the back of my mind, I often thought of her, and I just said a quick prayer, Lord, let her be okay, and let me know that she's okay. Let her survive this, let her be okay, and let me know. Please give me the gift of knowing that she's okay at some point. So to me, I really, for five years, I didn't even know if she was alive. And I had a miracle happen the day after Thanksgiving, When after five years of having no idea if she had even survived the relapse, I got a phone call. Actually, I got an email first. She found me through my website and sent an email looking for me. And ever since then, she has been clean and sober and has her life together, has a daughter and a husband, and she works and is healthy, and she's come back to God. And you know, I look at that and I think... There have been other situations in my life where I've believed for people and it's been a hard fight, but I look at that moment and I go, I truly have seen prodigals come home and addicts finally free. That story is a testimony in my own life to those two things. And she's not just free, she's sane. Her mind works. She's still her. That is a miracle. That is a miracle. And in the last two years, I have seen so many amazing creative miracles. I have seen, and some of these happened at Sean Foyt events, which is what made me think about it. I went to two Sean Foyt events in the last year and a half, and at both of them, there were miracles. 
you know there was a woman whose brain tumor disappeared at one of those events. The second one that I went to, she came back with her husband with the brain scans that confirmed what they already knew that night. That while we worshipped, that brain tumor disappeared. She had a constant headache and pressure and it went away that night. And when they went and got brain scans, the tumor was completely gone. That's the God that we serve. That is the God that we serve. That same night that her tumor was healed completely, this was actually an Easter Sunday too. There was a man that had ALS that had been in a wheelchair and couldn't even walk or stand up. He was barely able to stand to use the bathroom. And even being at that point was a miracle in and of itself because he had been worse off a few months before, but he could barely even stand to get himself to the toilet. And that night at the event, he got up out of his wheelchair and he danced for 30 plus minutes without holding on to anyone, without hanging onto the wheelchair, not even a walker. He was up dancing on his own two feet for 30 minutes or more after not even being able to hardly stand to get himself to the toilet. I have seen the most incredible miracles. I have seen people delivered from demons. I've seen people set free from depression and anxiety that had plagued them their whole lives. I have seen people financially blessed miraculously, debt disappear. I have seen so many incredible things. I've been to conferences with Jennifer Evaz and Apostle Ryan Lestrange and other people where I have seen people who needed canes or walkers to walk leave the canes and walkers and start running around. I've even been in places where deaf ears were opened. You guys, God is real. And he is still a miracle-working God. That is the God that we serve, the God that works miracles. I don't even think that I could name all of the miracles that I have seen occur, experienced in my own life, and heard about through friends. But that's why I do this podcast, so that people can come on and share their stories of how God has saved them or delivered them or healed them or saved or delivered or healed one of their loved ones or provided for them or how he healed their heart. Our God is a good God. And I just felt like we were supposed to come on tonight. Well, it could be morning wherever you're listening, but it's night for me right now recording this. And just remind you that our God is a God of miracles. He is worthy of all of the praise that we could ever give him. And we could never give him too much and we could never give him enough. We will praise him for the rest of our lives and it will still never cover the goodness of God. And I can say, here I am, God, send me. And I can say with honesty that I don't care if people think I'm crazy. I don't care if I get nasty comments. Obviously, I want everyone to love the Lord and see his goodness. So I hope that that doesn't happen and that people are able to see the blessing that God is. But what I know is that I will never stop proclaiming his goodness and his grace and his mercy and his love. And I just want to close us out with, it's funny, this is Hebrews 13. And actually this chapter is titled Concluding Words. (laughs) So I'm going to conclude us with this. In verse five to six, it says, for God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. 
So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? I hope you have a blessed week and I will see you all next week. Where do you begin?